Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Ready. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. I am your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network, and this is our NFL Player Projections podcast for week number 13. On this show, we're going to run through our top five at each skill position, discuss players we're especially high and low on this week, and we'll throw out a player prop. For each position as well. Both went one and one last week, uh, but got to bring in my guy, Sean Kerner, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker. Sean, what's going on? How's your holiday? What's up? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, ha- had Thanksgiving here, so that was fun. Um, you know, had good times uh, with family, but you know, when it comes to football, I am definitely happy. Week 12 is <laughs> over. I uh, got my ass kicked. Definitely ready for week 13. I- I limited my play, so I only had like a few plays out there, so I only lost a couple of units. But man, got a got a few things way wrong. How was your week twelve and Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was not great for me. I only the uh, only I hit I missed on both of my props, which I actually felt really good about. You know, Jordan Love getting a like throwing a pick, but then he had positive game script the whole time, and uh, how not going over his completions prop. Mm. But uh, you know, that game got so out of hand that uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just. But um, you know, rebounded on Sunday, and uh, it was it was rough, rough. I know you're feeling a little. You had a, a fun night last night. We're recording this on Tuesday. I had a rough uh, Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I apologize to everyone about convincing me if I wasn't uh, my usual self. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a rough Saturday night. Um, <laughs> but uh, fun back Saturday at it. night, just a rough Sunday morning, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a better way to put it. Better way to put it. But uh, we back. We back. Uh, and uh, we'll get uh, we'll get it going here with the quarterback position, Sean. Who you got in your top five for week number thirteen? I got uh, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, C.J. Stroud, and Tua. Uh, yep, same order, but I mean, same players, different order for me. I got Dak number one, nice. uh, playing really well. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes two, two or three. Hurts down to four. Uh, guess my motto is. That, that San Francisco defense, you know, nothing nothing to play around with. Uh, I know Hurts has been great. I actually got a Hurts MVP ticket that looks pretty good right now because oh, nice. they, they keep winning and he keeps scoring touchdowns. Which, yeah. You know, I needed him to throw more this year, and he's been doing that, even if he hasn't always had the yardage. So feeling good about that. But he's my quarterback four for this week at, to open the week against San Francisco. Tough matchup. And then CJ uh, clocks in at number five. So nice. I think that's what first time he's been in our both of our top fives. Oh. Yeah, which right? is surprising. I mean, he's been playing like a top five quarterback. But yeah, you know, we have six teams on a bye this week. There's some pretty good quarterbacks out. Um, so not shocked. I'm pleased to see him finally in our top five. All right, who you hiring? 
Um, I high on uh, Kenny Pickett this week. Um, he's my QB 15 to open the week. Sounds like he's dealing with some ankle discomfort, so he's questionable. I'm guessing he plays through it. He hasn't really been using his legs much this year either, so uh, hopefully he can play through it. But uh, sure enough, you know, the first game after they fired Matt Canada was Kenny Pickett's best game of the season. The, you know, the whole entire Steelers offense, best game of the season. So um, I think we – it's again, there's six teams on by this week, so he's sort of in the streamer's discussion this week um you know he has all of his pass catchers healthy now with pat firemuth back had a massive game uh you know nine catches 120 yards so uh things are looking up for Pickett and the Steelers offense uh the one concern is you know again he didn't have any touchdowns um you know that's one of the frustrating things with Pickett is he doesn't really provide many multi-touchdown games but that could change here you know against the Cardinals I'm guessing we will see a big running game with, you know, Najee and Jalen Warren, but maybe Pickett can uh, find a couple touchdowns here. So he sneaks into the streamer discussion for me uh, at QB 15 to open the week. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that kind of week when Kenny Pickett is uh, being talked about as a guy or high end, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like buying low on that, you know, offensive coordinator change against an Arizona defense that I mean, I think we saw you know last week uh, and have repeatedly, they can't really stop anybody. Uh, now they lost uh, yeah. Kaiser White, there, who was wearing the green dot. Uh, I think yeah. he is uh, – is he still out? Looks like – yeah, he's on IR. So that's uh, – that's, Big loss. That's rough. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm high on Jared Goff, and I know he's been playing poorly. Uh, not too much of a difference. I'm pretty in line with ECR, but I am uh, QB11 with Goff. His ECR is QB12 going up against the Saints. And we have to remember Marshawn Lattimore – is on injured reserve so it makes this matchup a lot easier it's also indoors which even though it's on the road mm. for golf so uh, that's always a positive we know he struggles a bit outdoors especially in the winter and the new orleans saints tend to play man coverage on one of the highest rates in the league and jared goff passer rating against man coverage 105 against zone it's 89 per ftn fantasy is adjusted yards per attempt 7.6 versus man 6.5 versus zone so I do think it's a good matchup for Goff to kind of get back even though it's probably the toughest defense he's faced over the last three he hasn't been playing well uh, I think he gets back to it in this one so going with Goff here yeah back-to-back three turnover games right did he lose three fumbles uh I think he lost at least two at least two yeah in that Packer game (laughs) yeah I think it was two I think it was two yeah but but he hasn't been playing well Right, right. But I, again, six teams are on by. You got to do what you got to do. And that's a good point. He is on the road, but at least it's indoors. Yep. This is certainly the time of year where if he's outdoors and there's, you know, some weather, um, you know, I'll be looking to fade him. But this this definitely seems like a bounce back spot for him. Right, who are you low on at quarterback? Um, I'm low on the other quarterback in that game, Derek <laughs> Carr. Um, you know, I have him as my QB 18. I think he's he's certainly in the streamer discussion uh, this week, you know, um, it's just one of those weeks, but I, I think that you, you probably have to stay away from him, especially, you know, just the, the wide receiver room has been decimated, um, mm-hmm. the past few weeks, you know, Michael Thomas is already out, uh, on IR, but you know, Olave, uh, suffered that concussion, you know, so it's, it's really dicey that he's going to be able to suit up, uh, this week. Uh, and even Rashid Shahid, um, is banged up with a quad injury. So if, if one or both those players miss, it's going to be brutal. You know, he's going to have, uh, A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden, and Keith Kirkwood running routes out there. So that's going to be very tough to trust Derek Carr if that happens. Um, so I, I'm low on him to start the week. And I think that, 
you know, the streamers guys this week, unfortunately, are guys like, you know, Baker Mayfield, Kenny Pickett. Um, but I, I'd probably stay away from Derek Carr right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's looking rough for the Saints team. I mean, mm. offensive injuries, defensive injuries. They lost that game to the Falcons to drop out of to lose their you know first place. So this is a it's a rough time for the Saints. But uh, maybe Taysom will ball out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am low on. I feel like I've been saying this like every week, but Geno Smith, he has yet another really difficult matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, who. Uh, we already know one of the best defenses in the league. And Dallas also plays a ton of man coverage, which has given the Seahawks and Geno Smith particular trouble this year. He's been generally better uh, against zone. His pass rating is 82 against man, 94 uh, against zone. And Dallas is the number three defense overall, number six in DVOA against the pass. So, it's another spot where not really expecting, you know, what we had from Gino for much of last year. I think that a lot of that was too, like a product of playing a, a much easier schedule for the yep. you know good part of last year. And then he struggled in some of the division games and against San Francisco. And now you're seeing against these better teams again, Gino Smith is struggling. And I don't know where the health is of, you know, Metcalf, Lockett and those guys, you know, you know Metcalf, since that rib injury, he hasn't looked right. And in Lockett, he's been kind of on and off the injury report. So I don't know if the receivers are helping anything, but I think this is another week where if you can avoid Geno, starting Geno, uh, I would absolutely do so. Yeah, I mean, face the Niners last week. Cowboys this week have to face the Niners again next week. Um, are you? Do you think that we he could potentially get benched at some point, or are we not there yet? I don't think we're there. I think he's just – I think he's too much – like they've invested in him where they give him right. like a three or $50 million contract as the leader. I think he's, he's their leader. He's just, you know, he's going through it and they're going to have to kind of get back to yeah. maybe they try to run the ball more, you know, they have two, two good backs, but I don't think he's going to get benched. Nah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Where are you going for the prop? Let's uh, go with a Jordan love prop. He's been cooking lately. Um, has a, you know, tougher matchup against the chiefs, but they might need to throw. So just curious where you're, you know, opening the week with his passing yard projection, but I have it around, uh, let's go with 232 and a half passing yards for Jordan Love. Ooh, that's a tough one. Let me see. Cause I know that I have a lot of respect for this chase defense yes, lately. They've been yes. playing really well. Absolutely. Um, but so is Love. I mean, he, Christian yeah. Watson finest, finally showing some signs of life uh, last week. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I have, I'm like right there. So let me, nice. see, let me see what that I want to do. That makes me feel better about my projection because I, I could have gone, you know, 220 to 250 here. Yeah, I mean, Love has generally been in that 230 range. I think his average is around there. Um, just, let me see. Mm, I'll go over just because I think you could get mm. into a pass-heavy yeah. um, pass game script with him and that uh, – you know, they haven't been underdogs by until last week. That was the first week they'd been underdog by more than three and a half. Um, hmm. And it, they didn't get a negative game script. So this this could be their you know, wow. biggest negative game script. Uh, they are six yeah. and a half point dogs at home. But uh, yeah, I'll go over. But that's a yeah, that's a really good line. Yeah. All right. Running back. We got top five. Uh, number one's obvious, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and then number two, Travis Etienne. But I, he's been banged up. So I, I don't know if he's going to stay at number two for me. And then I have. Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, and then Rashad White. Welcome to the top five. Ooh, nice. 
I have McCaffrey, Etienne, Eckler, uh, Alvin Kamara, and Tony Pollard back in back in mm. the top five. Nice. Who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, he's in my top ten right now. He's my RB nine. Uh, gets to face the Chargers here, uh, but he's really been trending up the past few weeks. Um, it was really just you know the lone bright spot in this dumpster fire of a Patriots offense but uh, you know he's starting to pull away from Zeke a bit on early downs Um, we've seen his rushing share go up pretty significantly for three straight weeks now Uh, he's also seen you know four more targets in six straight games now so in what will probably be a negative game script although we can never tell for Charger games um, you know he's still in play there should see plenty of uh, receiving work Um, so yeah just with with so many teams on by he opens the week inside my top 10 and he, he's just been looking a lot better lately. So uh, I, I think we can view him as a low end RB one uh, this week. It's, you know, a good matchup against the chargers here. Yeah. I mean, I would say the, char- like, I think the chargers are better at run defense, but they did lose. Um, Bosa looks like he's going to be out. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's still, I think for the Patriots, they have to go on the ground at this point. Like, it's, yes, they have to. Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't like the charge. It's a misconception that the Chargers are like bad. Like they were bad most of last year. They've been better for the most part um, this year. They're not like that. Like you know what were they like, bottom right, three last year? Yeah. But uh, no, I totally agree. I think I had Ramondre in our uh, in our lineups uh, nice. last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had a massive game last week. Yeah, I mean you wouldn't have known with the Patriots offense, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, I'm high on Zach Moss. He should be mm. seeing, you know, back. He should probably start again now. Looks like Z- uh, Jonathan Taylor more than likely is going to miss some time with a thumb injury. Obviously, as a running back, that's not an ideal injury. Oh. But Zach Moss against what is a strong Tennessee run defense had 23 carries for 165 yards, two touchdowns in the first matchup against Tennessee. Also caught two passes for 30 yards. So he had nearly 200 scrimmage yards. Uh, with two touchdowns on 25 touches against the the Titans in the last matchup. Uh, this Colts team has been, been pretty solid, a lot better than expected. So uh, I think Moss, uh, as long as he's going to be back in that lead role, uh, you got to pay attention to him. He's still sitting there uh, outside the top 30 backs in consensus, but he'll definitely be an RB2, uh, assuming Taylor does miss time. Yeah, he. Uh, it sounds like Taylor's getting surgery, so he's absolutely missing this week. And they're saying he's going to be out like two to three games. Oh wow! Um, okay, yeah. So if you've yeah, if you've been stashing Zach Moss, this is what you've been waiting for. But um, you, you know, Moss was starting to eat into his workload last week. I, I don't know if like Taylor heard it in game, and that's why they were giving Moss more work. But it, it looked like they were using more of a fifty-fifty committee again. So that was interesting before the injury. I just I just don't know if that was due to that or if that was the plan going forward. But either way, you know, fire up Moss as an RB2 for the next two to three weeks, it sounds like. All right, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on James Conner, um, which is a bit disappointing because this is a revenge game at Pittsburgh. Um, but he's my RB27 just because, you know, Conner has been great this season, win healthy. Uh, you know, he's averaging over five yards a carry. But, you know, last week's usage uh, was a huge concern for his rest of season value. Um, it looks like they're getting their, you know, newly acquired Michael Carter uh, involved. Um, you know, he he nearly split the the early down work with Connor. Um, you know, that part of that could have been just due to the blowout. Um, but it was, you know, Carter and DiMercato really handling all of the, you know, the passing down work. Uh, fortunately, Connor managed to catch four passes, which was kind of fluky. You know, Kyler 
didn't scramble at all that game. He had zero scrambles, which is kind of weird too. He's opting to dump it off to his running backs a lot more. But Connor, we can't really bank on that usage for Connor going forward. Um, so in what could be you know a trailing game script at Pittsburgh, uh, his floor is really low right now. So um, you know I I viewed him as like an RB two up to this point, but right now, man, he's on that RB three flex range. And if this trend continues, uh, it's going to be really bad news from uh, rest of the season. Yeah, uh, Connor. I mean. You know, it was a blowout, but we saw Michael Carter cut into his early down work, which was not, I mean, excuse me, uh, Demarcado cut, cut into the early down work and playing some third down. So it's, yep. yeah, it's, I'm sure he'll get a few more carries with the game. Not, you know, not such a blowout, but yeah, <laughs> he's not a guy that you can really bank on for consistent usage uh, the, this day and age in that Arizona backfield. And who knows? I mean, they're, they're they might be trying to tank, uh, right, you know, right. stealth, stealth tank, quiet clip, whatever <laughs> you call it. Uh, so yeah, I agree. I'm low on Joe Mixon this week. He is obviously struggling, you know, with that Cincinnati offensive line, not opening many holes in the run game. And, you know, now with Jake Browning replacing Joe Burrow, you're talking about your total team projected score taking a big mm. hit. So I have Mixon as my RB 27 to open the week, which is easily <laughs> the lowest I've had him all year. Yeah. And, you know, not only is, is, is it been, a, has it been a struggle to run against Jack? Jackson was the number one team in terms of run defense, DVOA, according to FTN and Mixon has been seeing a bit of a dip in his passing game usage, 45% route participation rate over the last two games that's about a little over 10 percent lower than what he had been seeing prior for a season average is around 56 percent so uh, Travion Williams has been mixing in a little more I know Zach Taylor said you know we got to get this run game going so I wonder if they start mixing in Williams or maybe mm. even Chase Brown a little bit uh, so either way I think mixing trending down really tough matchup so yeah he's more of a, a flex this week than a, a surefire RB2 even it's just it's he's just really hard to trust right now in a tough matchup yeah I'm right there with you RB 25 yeah obviously they want to run it more with Brandon Anderson center but just you know Mixon's not effective so it's just setting up second and long third and long for Jake Browning which is not good so yeah I'm way low on Mixon as well all right let's see what are we going to do for this prop let's go with a really interesting one Najee Harris so mm. first game with the with no Canada Javon Warren fumbles in the red zone. Najee has a breakout uh, game. So let's go with Najee Harris's rushing yards. I'm going to go with 56 and a half. Ooh, um, that's a good line. I'm a little bit over that. Uh, so I'm going to go over. Um, I hope he doesn't go over. I, I still have under 950 rushing <laughs> yards or something ridiculous for him. He's making it close. Uh, so I hope he goes under, but I'm slightly uh over that all right yeah it's it's a tough one because you know how much of i mean now i feel like you got to play him anyway but you know what you know how did the war and fumble kind of true yeah impact the workload it's tough to and then you know is this this team going to be more run heavy it is the Cardinals, so yeah a lot of things going on but uh that's an interesting one all right we'll get to receiver in a moment but uh just want to remind everyone the holiday season is right around the corner and it's about to get busy. Don't let that stop you from sticking to your habits and being the best version of yourself. That's where our friends at Caldera Lab come in. One minute in the morning, one minute at night, 
can be all the difference you need for clearer skin. These guys are the best in the skincare game. And they have an easy routine to keep your face looking fresh, no matter your schedule. It's just three steps. Number one is the clean slate, which is a face wash to start and end your day. Two, the base layer, which is a daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin. And three is the good, which is an eye serum you can put on at night to help your skin look tighter and smoother. Plus, what's a better gift than clear skin? Join the 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab to show your best self this holiday season. And just for our listeners, we have an exclusive deal. You can use code TAN at calderalab.com for 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code TAN at calderalab.com. Make unforgettable first impressions with Caldera Lab. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sean, who you got in your top five at wide receiver? The top five is uh, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Keenan Allen, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Michael Pittman. Ooh, Michael Pittman. Love it. Yeah, we were talking about him last week. He's it's about putting time. Up like eight yeah. catch, seven, eight catches every, every single week. Uh, I got Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, A.J. Brown, and Keenan Allen. Nice. Who are you hiring at wide receiver? Um. I'm high on Michael Pittman's teammate, Josh Downs. Um, he's really high for me. I have him wide receiver 23 uh, against the the Titans. Um, and he had been dealing with a knee injury, uh, you know, back in like week eight, I think it was. So this was actually the first full game he's played since week eight. And he posted, you know, a solid five catch, 43-yard line. Um, but he's more of like a high floor player, especially in like full PPR formats where you're likely going to get four to five receptions uh, every week going forward. And, you know, he's seen a target rate of 25% over the last five games. Um, obviously, like he and Minshew are clicking. Uh, and the, the passing offense really just flows through Michael Pittman and Josh Downs. And with, you know, Jonathan Taylor potentially missing a few games, it might lead to a couple more pass attempts in normal, which will help Downs out. And, you know, this is a pass funnel defense in the Titans. So th- this is a great spot uh, to fire up Downs is like a low end wide receiver two, and I think rest of the season, I think he could be a you know, solid wide receiver three, especially in you know full PPR formats. Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely coming on strong. I know he's dealing with that injury, but uh, especially with Taylor out, like you said, it's yeah. they're going to have to rely on him more. Um, I'm just going back to Tank Dell again. I, I'm <laughs> wide receiver six. He's wide receiver 10. Uh, you know, every week I feel like we start too low uh, on, on Tank Dell, and he had five catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown last week. Doesn't look too crazy outside a carry for 12 yards, but he had a 58 yard catch wiped out uh, by hmm. an 
just, I mean, the referees <laughs> were just, I don't even want to, I don't even have to talk about it. Houston fans or anyone who is, you know, backing Houston in that game knows what it is, but uh, Tank Dell essentially left a lot of meat on the bone. He scored in four straight games. He has caught at least five passes in four straight games. And uh, I think, you know, this guy is just going to keep, keep producing and, you know, a little bit of a tougher matchup against Denver, but you're indoors, you're in Houston, uh, and Tegdell continues to be on the field and establishing himself as one of the best best receivers, not just best rookies, best receivers yeah. in the game. You know, every he passes the eye test, so I have I have no uh, question that he'll get open regardless of you know who he's going up against. So though he he moves around a lot, so he should be able to uh, avoid mm-hmm. Patrick Sertan for the most part. But uh, yeah, like me, some Tank Tell yet again, my wide receiver six to yeah, open. Yeah, surprised we, we keep. Ended up like plus four, plus five or better uh, against ECR every week on him, but we're running out of room yeah. with him, you know, approaching the top five and everybody's catching up to it. But it's been surprising to see how slow the market has been to to treat him like a top 10 receiver. Yeah, I think he ended up like by the end of the week, I think he ended up being the number 10 in, in ECR. Mm. But yeah, he opened in like the 20s and yeah, it's uh, weird. Yeah, but love him yet again. I think he's going to keep producing. Uh, who are you, Loa? Uh, I'm low on DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he's my wide receiver 28. And, you know, he's really come back down to earth ever since Will Levis's debut where, he, you know, he just had a massive game. I think he had like three or four touchdowns. But um, Levis has now thrown for fewer than 200 yards in three straight games. Um, and, you know, they're only two-point home dogs this week. So they're probably going to lean on the run and Derrick Henry again here, uh, which hurts, you know, Hopkins upside, of course. But Hopkins' routes run rate has really just stabilized around 80% which is not good. Um, You know, the Titans are rotating their wide receivers very heavily, including Hopkins. Um, He's still seeing, you know, a healthy target rate, but being in a run-heavy offense, you know, missing 20% of the dropbacks uh, is a pretty big deal. So, you know, he's all the way down more in the wide receiver three range for me uh, on a week with, you know, six teams on by. So he's a guy that's just trending down uh, just based on his, you know, playing time and, you know, the Titans being a run-heavy team. So, um, I'm pretty low on D hop this week. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's kind of when you have a rookie quarterback, it's, you know, feast or famine. He had that big game again in the first, uh, Levis start, but yep. really hasn't been able to consistently, uh, rep or produce, uh, you know, so I totally get it. I am low on Drake London this week. He is the wide receiver 32 in ECR. Um, he's, just kind of outside that he's in the low thirties for me, just outside that startable range and in 12 team leagues, if you're starting three wide receivers, because this jet defense top six in DVOA against wide receivers, they're one of the fewest targets per game to wideouts, third fewest catches per game to wideouts, uh, just 10.3, uh, the fewest yards per game combined to opposing wide receivers at, at 116 and a half and the fewest touchdowns. Uh, just over a quarter touchdown per game total for all wide receivers going against the Jets. So, you know, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Drake London is not. So I don't, you know, I know they had be- decent, uh, pretty big games against the Jets, but totally different player, totally different matchup. And they've been sh- shut down against everyone else with Sauce and, and DJ Reed. Expecting that to continue. So uh, Drake London, well on him this week. Where are you going for our wide receiver prop? Uh, let's go with the wide receiver from that game. Let's go with Garrett Wilson's receiving yards. <laughs> Um, I mean, God, he just can't catch a break with his quarterbacks, but, uh, Tim Boyle is his quarterback now. And 
went seven catches for 44 yards and a touchdown last week. But um, this is a game that I might be able to lean on the run uh, even more. Should be a close game. So curious where you have him. Uh, but I have his uh, receiving yards at 46 and a half right now. Ooh, that's, let's see, where do I have him? I am, I'm a little over that, actually, surprisingly. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll roll with that. Um, yeah. You know, it's, he's running, the people he's running routes with, like Brownlee, <laughs> Gibson, yeah. Conklin, Ruckert. I mean, none of hey, these guys are going to get targets. Brownlee. He, he, he yeah. made some amazing catches in training camp. Okay? Oh, no, I, I actually, I'm going <laughs> to talk about him. Oh, really? Uh, on our nice. next pod. Yeah, on our uh, our fantasy preview pod, we'll, I'll talk about nice. him. But yeah, he, uh, I mean, but still, you know, low target, yeah. uh, expected target rate until he shows anything different in the regular season. So, yeah, I have, I'm a little over that with uh, with Garrett Wilson, so. I'll go over. All right, tight end. We got top five. Uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Trey McBride, Evan Ingram, and Sam Laporta. I have Kelsey, McBride, Kittle, Jake Ferguson, and Sam Laporta. Mm, nice. Who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on a guy that just missed the top five, but we really need to start talking about this guy. It's David Njoku. Um, he's my tight end eight uh, facing the Rams this week, and He's just been playing at a high level for several weeks now. Uh, you know, DTR has been targeting him at a very high rate. So Njoku's seen a 27% target rate over the last six games. Uh, plus, it sounds like, you know, Mark Cooper's dealing with a rib injury. Could be limited here or even out. Um, I mean, that's just going to lead to even more targets for Njoku. But uh, this is also just a great matchup uh, against the Rams. They rank 29th in DDOA against tight ends. So, He's a guy that's, you know, he's been pushing top five value now for uh, several weeks. So um, about time to give him Joku his props. And he's certainly, you know, top 10 uh, tight end going forward, I think. Yeah, he's my tight end nine. So I'm right there, right there with you. Not sure who's going to start. Is it going to be Flacco this week or? <laughs> Ooh, maybe. Yeah, that that might help him out a little bit. I don't know. I, I can't. When's the last it. time Flacco started? Was it last the, year? Was it the Jets at some point? I feel like I remember a Jet start. Yeah, like one start, right? Last year. Let's see. Um, yeah. Oh, he started the first three games. Oh yeah, and they were throwing a ton. I remember. He's averaging like three hundred yards a game too. Yeah, he, that was, he was in for that game. I think where they came back against the Browns, like that one percent yep. chance. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's on the Browns. <sighs> Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I've been noticing that too. And Joku has been pretty consistently kind of right around that tight end 10, uh, landmark. And now he, with the buys and everything. Yeah. He's inside that top 10 for me as well. Uh, I'm high on Jake Ferguson this week. He is inside my top five. He's outside it in ECR. And I know he's had a couple of quiet games, but still running around in 81% of the dropbacks since the buy. Uh, and it's tied for second in the league with 17 red zone targets. So now you have, the Dallas Cowboys home favorite, you know, home favorites, te- you know, just like it helps running backs. Cause you have that higher uh, touchdown probability it tends to help tight ends too. Uh, because again, you have a high tight end probability at home. So like Ferguson to bounce back this week, Seattle giving up the 11th most receiving yards to tight ends. Uh, but you know, with guys like Witherspoon and Woolen uh, playing cornerback, I do think it makes sense to look, you know, over the middle at Ferguson and what should be a little bit better of a matchup uh, than some of the wide receivers for Dak this week. So going with Jake. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it, Peyton Hendershot might be returning. Um, would, would that impact him at all? I, at this point, Jake Ferguson is just the guy, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, because we talked about this at the 
at the onset of the year that mm-hmm. he thought Ferguson was ascent- eventually going to take over that Dalton Schultz role. He has. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't really see anything, uh, anything changing. You know, they've had Schoonmaker behind Ferguson, just like Hendershot was a rookie last year, and yeah. you know, hasn't really cut into it too much either. So, yeah, I think it's – I don't see any reason for anything to, to change too much. But either way, when I come against this Seahawk team, uh, who you want? Uh, speaking of Dalton Schultz, he's who I'm low on this week. Uh, he opens up as my tight end 10. So obviously, if if you have him, he's still a low end tight end one option. But I'm not sure what the hell happened last week, but he only had a 48% route participation. Uh, Brevin Jordan saw a huge increase with the 41% route participation. I didn't see anything injury related. Uh, but, you know, Schultz has seen his target rate plummet to, to 9% uh, over the past two games. So something fishy is going on there. Uh, and that, you know, the Texans might finally have all four wide receivers healthy for the first time since week one. Um, we'll have less of an impact on Schultz, but could, you know, ding his target rate a little bit. Um, now I'm sure he's going to bounce back with an 80%, um, you know, routes run rate and go off here, but still it, it's just a concerning trend. So I think if we see this again, where his routes run rate is say below 60% again, um, that's when I'll be really concerned. But for now, we just have to be a little bit careful with him. Uh, but again, he he's still my tight end 10, still a low end tight end one, but something to monitor for sure. Yeah, I think he was dealing with a, ham, a hamstring. Oh, so um, it was injury. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is, so it's tough because like a lot of these guys who are dealing with nagging injuries, they don't pop up on the injury report. So it, it's, you know, it's tough to to fully know. But I do know Schultz was dealing with a hamstring, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks. So gotcha. I'm, I'm guessing that's what's been the issue. But yeah, I mean, we've seen this with guys like, you know, DK Metcalf will be off the injury report. Um, and, you know, he's obviously not 100%. Terry McLaurin with that, with that, I think it was a toe injury or something. I think it was turf toe or something. He's, he hasn't been on the injury report, but he doesn't look a hundred percent. So um, might be another one of these situations where you're just not seeing Schultz pop on the yeah. injury report. But um, yeah, I think he's a little bit, a little bit banged up, but yeah, it's, it's tough because this, this Bronco team is a great matchup uh, for yeah. opposing <laughs> tight ends. So definitely something to monitor with, with Schultz to see if we get any confirmation of what exactly has been going on. Uh, I'm low on Tyler Conklin this week. He is the tight end 16 in consensus. He's right outside my top 20. You know, his, he's starting to see a dip in playing time uh, as well with Ruckert seeing more playing time. Conklin just 56% of the routes, 69% of the pass plays the last two games. Uh, he's usually at about a 70% route participation rate. So losing about 15%, not ideal, especially in this jet offense. So uh, he's a guy that, you know, he was, somewhat productive a little earlier but now you know zach wilson's gone new quarterbacks taking over uh playing time going down nothing you can really do with him let's see what are we gonna do for the prop let's go with kyle pitts the usual uh (laughs) usual guy we have no idea how to project Um, (laughs) no kidding for kyle pitts i'm gonna go with receiving yardage 35 and a half i'm 10 yards lower uh i I wrote down 25. The Falcons just aren't going to throw the ball. Why would they here? Uh, I just think this is going to be a run-heavy game plan. Get the hell out of there with the close win. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the under there. But he has he has a wide range of outcomes. So Yeah, I mean, the Jets, you know, they've been good against receivers and a little not, less good against tight ends. But, yeah, it's, you're not expecting much from the Falcon pass, pass game. But um, – I think Pitts' median this year is 41. So, it, you know, it's boomer bust right. kind of guy. So, yeah. Yeah, and Johnny's uh, playing time took a pretty big hit 
Yeah, well, um, the Parker Hesse factor. He's, they got yeah, him back. No yeah, no kidding. I, I didn't factor that in. But yeah, that I mean, that might be semi good news for Pitts going forward, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he's right on that fringe. So it's, you know, people are going to have to think about starting him this week. I have him as tight yeah. end 12. So in, in, a, in a deeper week, I think you do still start him, but it's it's rough. Not what people wanted when they drafted him. Um, what was his uh, ADP like? Tight end six, seven? He was right around there, right? Like Darren yep. Waller. And, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. rough. Always a shit show, that (laughs) position. That is going to do it for our Week 13 NFL Player Projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. For more fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check our full fantasy preview episode. That is out now, but it's over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. If you're into betting, my weekly betting preview episode with Stucky will drop right here on Thursday. And also be sure to check out the Action Network Discord server. I know Sean has been really active on that. Link in the episode description. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyLabs.com for our DFS tools and models. You can find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon, and we're at those same handles on a free, award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.